Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Today I'm bringing you a very special guest. This is Kendra Hudson of Central Nebraska Buffalo. Um, and I'm, I'm going to let you talk more about this, but basically your your grandpa started a, a buffalo ranch in, in 1968 and um, early 2019 you got the opportunity to, to start selling the meat yourself and it it's really starting to take off. I've heard a lot of really good things about it. I've had it in several restaurants and it's very good. So long-winded introduction. Kendra, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me on here. So I think I, I definitely want to get into the story and your background and just how family-oriented this whole operation is. I think everything about it is just really fun. But I think the most important place to start is with the product itself, and that is the bison. Mm-hmm. Now, Nebraska is very well-known and established for its love of ground beef. Yes. <laughs> Lots of cows here. <laughs> very so, much. So just from a high level, from someone who's an expert in this, explain to me what the difference between ground beef and bison meat is. Well, the difference, the main difference is, is bison meat is a lot more healthy for you. Um, there's less fat, there's less cholesterol, there's more iron. Um, basically when you, um, when you buy, let's say a three ounce cut of bison, you're going to have around three per, or sorry, you're going to have around like three grams of fat. And then if you go to beef, I mean, it depends on what cut you get, but you're going to have anywhere from eight to nine grams of fat. Um, iron is huge in bison. There's so much more iron in it. Um, and then even compared to chicken, bison is leaner than chicken. So a lot of people don't know that when I, and when I brown a pound of ground bison, I usually don't have to strain that. We do an 85, 15 ground, um, you can do more, you can do less fat, but a lot of what a lot of people don't know is it is just healthier for you. And the American Heart Association, they actually recommend bison as your red meat option. Um, so anyways, it helps with heart disease. The increased iron um, is great for pregnant women um, and the iron that they need for that. So anyways, yeah, that that's what a lot of people don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, it, clearly it's it's a very healthy alternative to beef. And I think a lot of times when when you move from, you know, kind of the, the full fat option to something that's healthier, you sacrifice flavor. You 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 make some uh, you make some sacrifices in, in taste. I haven't found that with with ground bison. The times that I've had it, it it's not to me it's not that easy to even taste the difference and I honestly, like, when I do taste a difference, I think I like it more. I found it to be lighter and leaner, maybe even with, like, a touch of sweetness. Just from your perspective and your understanding and your experience, how, how does the the difference, um, or what's the difference in flavor between bison and beef? Well, you're going to get a richer flavor in bison, so that's why you're tasting a little bit more of that sweetness, and it really does depend on how you cook it. So we... Like when we sell it, we do provide, on a side note, we provide like cooking instructions. So it's very important to know on temperature with bison, you cook it at a lower temperature and a lower time because you do have the less fat. So um, a lot of it does obviously have to do with cooking, but um, you won't, I don't notice a difference in flavor because I've eaten it basically my whole life. But um, like I said, we do a good job with doing that 8515 ground, and that does provide that 
that fat or that flavor that you need. And I don't know. I always tell people that I like to cook it like my burgers. I like a little bit of pink in the middle. But um, again, and it also has to do with the uh, the animals that you're processing. So here at Central Nebraska Buffalo, we process prime animals. Um, they don't do a grading system with buffalo, but we only take two-year-old animals. So you can process like an old, they call it a coal cow, which is an old cow. And that's the same thing with beef too. But you will notice a lot of difference in you know, what you're processing. And we, like, like I said, we only process those prime animals. So you're going to notice a lot better flavor in that than what you would in an older animal. And that, again, that's, that's the same with beef too. But so that's the difference with us. I feel with other providers, you know, um, like a, like a packer, they're going to take, you know, those old animals, the prime animals, they're going to take old bulls. But we here at Central Nebraska Buffalo, we don't do that. We only, process prime animals for our consumers. So anyways, who we provide for, that's the meat that they're getting. And on your website, to to kind of that point, talking about the animals specifically, on your website it says that the the buffalo are handled as little as possible and spend most of their time on the grass. They're grown without hormones and steroids. I feel like all these things are just like as consumers, we're like, those things are just like drilled into our heads. It's like hormone free, steroid free, all this. (laughs) And and we don't really even know what that means. We just see that on package. We're like, Hey, that's great. The animals are happy. (laughs) But what does that really mean? Like, what is the benefit of, of those things? So bison are hardier animals. They do not require, like when they get sick, they're a stronger animal. I'm not like downing beef or anything, but bison, um, they're just a stronger animal. They can fight those diseases themselves. So therefore, they don't require a lot of um, like the hormones and all that stuff that um, beef are going to get. So or the vaccines that they're going to get. So um, that's the huge benefit with bison. I mean, even talking about the hardiness of them, a bison can have a calf in the middle of a snow blizzard. And that calf is going to survive. You don't have to help bison calve. They do it on their own. They are just so much of a stronger animal and they just don't require that. So that's also a huge plus um, with that. I mean, we do not do growth hormones with our animals. They get a wormer um, to help with that when they're yearlings, when we work them. Um, We have calves in, we have calves, uh, like dad always says he likes to get his first calf on Easter. So we always get calves in the spring and then you work them, I guess, like we just got done working them uh, a month ago. So we give them a wormer um, and we ear tag them and do all that stuff, but they don't require that. They don't need that. And on a side note of that, I think that has a lot to do. We have a lot of people that buy bison from us because they're allergic to beef. They get sick. And so we've got, I mean, a guy that um, from... Hastings, he could not eat a beef steak for, he hadn't eaten a beef steak in years. And um, my friend Sarah, it's her husband, and I said, try this bison steak. Just try it. I've had a lot of people that say they can't eat beef, they haven't eaten red meat in a long time, they get sick. And so he had our bison steak, and he never got sick. Wow. I mean, the first time having a steak in how long, I can't even imagine. Um, But that's another benefit with bison that I feel that they don't require all of that stuff. So therefore it makes the meat better. I would say, I don't know scientifically, like I haven't done the full research on it, but I think that has a lot to do with it. 
Yeah, I would agree with you. And just you mentioning the stake there, that brings up something that I wanted to mention as well, is that we've talked a lot so far. I think a lot of people, when they hear about ground beef or beef, they associate that with ground beef. And you guys certainly do offer ground bison, but you offer a lot more. You offer steaks, you have burger patties, jerky, brisket, short ribs. Like you go on the Central Nebraska Buffalo website, there's a lot of stuff on there that are different, like starter packs you can buy or like family packs or i think you guys are doing like monthly boxes now there's a lot more than just ground bison there yes yeah so we on our website we we did just offer the boxes and then i said you know there's so many other cuts that people don't understand that you can get and bison cuts are the same as beef cuts so you're gonna get what you can get from a bison i mean what you can get from beef, you can get from a bison. So um, we started um, doing our jerky. That is 100% bison. There are no um, added fillers in that. And I feel like I'm going off on a side note on this too also, but when you buy um, buffalo, and you can call it bison or buffalo, but when you go into a grocery store and you um, you see ground buffalo, it's a huge deal that um, grocery stores have been bringing in water buffalo and they don't have to tell you where that's from they don't have to tell you how it was raised where it came from what even it is so we like the um, bison association has been kind of fighting that that they were using actually water buffalo from other countries and labeling as it labeling it as ground buffalo and it that was kind of a huge deal but anyways our products at central nebraska buffalo 100 percent bison prime bison we offer you know short ribs brisket tri-tip. And then we offer that also like to our grocery stores and uh, restaurants here in Omaha too. So I find that I take a lot of pride in that. I take a lot of pride in that we are providing our consumers with the highest grade of bison that you can, um, you, that you can get. And it's coming straight from our farm. It's straight from farm to consumer. So I really do um, pride myself on that. As you should. As you should. So now that we've established why bison is so awesome and what's great about it, I think we can kind of get into a little bit more of the story, you know, behind uh, behind Central Nebraska Buffalo, which itself is relatively new. Just started in January 2019 by yourself and your husband. <laughs> but let's go back to 1968, which is when your grandfather actually started raising bison. Take me back to that moment and kind of get me to our current times. Okay. So my grandpa Arlo, he started, he went to a, a beef sale or a sale you could call it. Um, and he was going there to buy, to buy cattle. And there was, um, there was bison for sale or Buffalo again, call it what you would like. Um, and so he bought them. He enjoyed the animals. Um, he enjoyed raising them. So he bought more and more and more. So then he kind of got out of the beef industry and started, you know, the Buffalo industry. So then, um, my dad continued that grandpa passed away and then my dad continued that. Um, and then, so we've raised bison. I mean, I've been around them my entire life. I, we, my dad doesn't raise any cattle, but we just do bison. So in 2000, so fast forward, I guess, to 2019, I went to my dad and I said, Hey, I'm going to buy some bison from you. Um, I'm going to sell the meat. So (laughs) he kind of looked at me like, okay, you know, the market is kind of hard because a lot of people don't know about bison. They don't know, you know, how good it is for you. They don't, they just, it's not, 
I mean, we live in a beef state. I mean, right. we're, we're from Nebraska. It literally is, yeah, nicknamed the beef state. Yes. So, and the reason a lot of people don't know about it too, the amount of beef butchered in one day in the United States is the same amount of bison butchered in one year. You're joking. Holy so, cow. It's a supply demand deal too. A right. lot of people just don't know about it. It's not something that, you know, you can go 10 miles out of Omaha and see bison. So anyway, sorry, getting on a side note. Oh, there, no, but. that's a that's a good side <laughs> note. I like it. Um, but anyways, uh, so I went to my dad. I bought a couple bison from him and I started selling it. And I just, I started selling it. Um, I just used kind of my social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram and started a business. And, um, then I guess I went to what we started to do is we went to the farmer's market in Lincoln and Omaha, which that was last summer. And we started selling it and then people were asking where they could buy it. And, you know, after the farmer's market, where can we get this? And I'm like, well, I guess that is a, you know, a good question. I don't know. So I called grocery stores. I cold called grocery stores, restaurants, and actually about a year ago, this month, I loaded up my car with a cooler of meat, and I drove downtown um, Omaha and just walked into restaurants and gave them samples of ground. Um, you get a lot of ground, so I gave them samples of ground, and I told them my story. I didn't, like, schedule anything. I just walked in and, you know, asked to talk to their chefs and called grocery stores, and um, so here we are today. Um, we did start shipping once you know, coronavirus happened, you know, restaurants weren't as busy, you know, it, I needed, I had thousands of pounds of meat and I, I had to do something. So that got me into the shipping aspect of it, launched our website. And so now we offer shipping. And so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. It's, it's a lot of work. It's taken a lot of work, but, um, here we are, I guess. So <laughs> it's been really fun to watch it grow and evolve from afar, at least. But I, I want to go back a little bit in that, you know, you just, you said in 2019, you know, you just went to your dad and said, Hey, I want to start, you know, I want to sell some of these. Yeah. Where did that desire come from? Like, what triggered that in you? You know, I want to say, I mean, I did that in January. And what do we all do in January? We think, okay, eating clean, eating healthy, working out, we're going to start like, a new lifestyle. And I've always known that about bison. I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, I don't, that's not that all that I eat, but I'm like, I think people would enjoy knowing more about this and eating it. And, you know, just having that as a healthier option, we eat bison in our house three to four times a week. I don't eat it every night, but I'm like, this would be a good thing to sell, to give to consumers to just eat healthier. So, and I also wanted to you know, work with my dad and start this business. And I don't, I don't know. That's kind of what started it, I guess. And just being closer to my dad, I'm, I'm very, very close with him. Um, and it got to be more than, you know, what I thought it would be, which is great. It's been great, but that's kind of what started that. So what was, you kind of mentioned your dad's response. What was your husband Jace's response when you when you bring this idea to him that hey, I'm gonna start, I'm just gonna start a business, you know, just a small little thing. Yeah, um, he he was a hundred percent supportive. I remember sitting at the kitchen table and I said, I have an idea, you know, I this is what I want to do, and I I didn't 
have anything written down or anything. I just kind of pitched him what I kind of thought we could do, you know, just sell it locally. You know, we could sell it to our neighbors or, you know, just within our town. We could just do that. Let's, let's try it and see how it goes. He said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And, um, he, like I said, he's been a hundred percent supportive. There's been times where he looks at me and he's like, Kendra, you are absolutely crazy. <laughs> I just don't think this is a good idea. And we go with it. And sometimes things work and sometimes things don't. You have, especially with COVID happening, it was, there got to be some points where I was like, I just don't think I can do this anymore. You know, he, we have two young children. I work full-time at the York hospital. Um, I do physical therapy there. Um, I didn't have a lot of time, um, but yeah, it's, it's becoming what it is. And yeah, no, Jace has been, Jace has been really good. He's, um, he's been great with that. And he takes the bison to the butcher and he helps me pack coolers and, you know, for shipping day and stuff, but he's really surprised on how it's grown also. So anyways, yeah, that's kind of what he's thought about it. So speaking of that growth, when you start taking it to farmers markets last summer, like you mentioned, what was the response from consumers initially? Did they come up to your booth and just be like, what is this? Tell me more about it. Were there people who were experienced or they'd heard about the product and they were excited to see it? What was the initial response from consumers? Um, that's a really good question because when we went to our very first farmer's market, which was summer of 2019, you know, I didn't even know what to expect. I had never done a farmer's market. I mean, <laughs> did I have the right sign? Did I have the right tent? You know, I didn't know. So we, um, people would, they started buying it and I'd ask them, so have you had bison before? And they, a lot of them looked at me like, oh yeah, I have. And I'm like, I finally quit asking the question because I kind of felt kind of stupid for asking it, but a lot more people had eaten bison than what I thought. I thought this was like, you know, bringing in a product that nobody had ever had, but a lot of people had had it and they loved it. And then my dad always told me, you know, a, your first time customer is great and a second time customer is great. But when they come back the third time, that is when they are a, you know, a great customer. That's what you want. You want people coming back, you know, at least three times. And they were, they were coming back. They loved it. They loved the flavor. They loved our story. They loved seeing, you know, a good product being sold, knowing where it came from directly from the farm. You know, it, it was so fun to see. And my dad would, I'd call him after every farmer's market and I'd say, oh my gosh, you know, these guys came back and they're ordering wow. some for their family. And, you know, just the support is, I couldn't believe it. It, it really surprised me because honestly, I didn't know. I, I would have been happy with selling two pounds of ground, you know, but it, they, it went well and everybody loved it. So now, you mentioned that, you know, there were some tough times as well, especially, you know, now that COVID is hit and obviously anyone who starts a business for a first time, you, you're learning so much. You're going to run into some obstacles. You're going to have times where you don't totally know, you know, what you're doing and you yeah. kind of have to figure it out on the fly. Were it, was it those positive experiences and just that feeling that that rush that you would get from getting those return customers or seeing someone try it for the first time and come back is that kind of like what pushes you through the hard times? Yes. Um, running this small business for me personally has been 
a roller coaster. Like it's been up and then it's been down. And I would say the lowest point was COVID. I actually had to call our butcher and say, you know, I can't even process animals. I have, my freezers are packed. My freezer trailer is packed. I have thousands of pounds of meat. And um, kind of what got me through that was um, University of Nebraska. They needed a lot of meat. You know, there was a meat shortage. You know, they contacted me and just... You can't let those lows determine on your outcome of what your business is going to be. You really have to trust what you're doing is going, it's going to work out because I did get to the point where I just, I looked at dad and I said, I just don't think I can do this and I can't keep spending. I mean, there was one point where I owed my dad over $30,000 and I just, I wasn't selling any meat and I mean, COVID, that was during COVID and it was just a scary time. It was a scary time for everybody. But then things started looking up and things started selling. And I even still get to that point where I'm like, oh, I've got a lot of like tri-tip left or man. I mean, I was, I even left the house today and I'm like, I have a lot of roast. That's a lot of roast in that freezer. Like, what am I going to do? You know, just questioning yourself on that. But then things, you know, you have to trust in your process and what you've done and you have to trust that you're you know, your loyal customers, they're going to get you through that because they enjoy your meat. They enjoy the product. So that's, it. it is definitely a roller coaster. So now I was going through your Instagram a little bit last night and I found a post where you talked about all your individual responsibilities. I'm not even going to list <laughs> all of them. I'm going to list some of them here. You pack the meat, you handwrite notes thanking customers. You also email customers updates on their orders. You keep track of meat inventory. You contact wholesale accounts. You deliver meat to wholesale accounts and do the invoices. You schedule sessions with the butcher and pick up the meat. You are The reason you're in Omaha today and available to record this podcast is because you're making deliveries. Oh, and you're a mother to two young children. So the question here, are you somehow like 10 people at once or how, how on earth do you get this all done? This is incredible. Um, my family has, my family is the reason that I am able to do this and scheduling. If you are on a schedule, it really does help. But, um, my, my sister watches my children and my mother-in-law watches the children. My husband will take Connor on Wednesdays when I can deliver, um, to be hundred percent honest with you. I thought I was going to have to bring my daughter today because I usually bring her with me on deliveries. Um, my dad and my brother and my husband will take the bison to the butcher because our scheduled dates are on Wednesdays and I'm doing deliveries on Wednesdays. So, um, it just, and I'm not a hundred percent perfect with all that. I actually delivered meat to block 16 last week. And I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot their ground. So, um, I called Logan at Plum Creek Farms and I said, Hey Logan, I need some ground. I've got to take it all the way back down to block 16. You know, I, I'm not perfect with it. I have a schedule and it's been, I'm going to be honest and I didn't think I'd talk about this, but it, in the beginning it got to grow and grow and grow and it got really stressful on like, okay, I have this business, I have this job, but I also have a family. Like I've got two young children. They're two and four. We would like to grow with that. And I need to start prioritizing my life. Like I can't be doing Buffalo all the time. 
I really can't. And, you know, my family needs me. And when you start a small business, it's really all you think about because it's, it's almost like another child. I call this business our third child. (laughs) So I just, I needed to try to find that, that time on when I do Buffalo, when I don't do Buffalo. So I, I have gotten a good schedule down of when I ship, when I go get dry ice, um, when I deal with that and when I don't. So that was, that was hard for me. That was a big stressor for me in the beginning. It really was. And it was, it was a stressor on, on Jace and I, you know, like, do I do this? Because I'm taking away a lot of family time with this. But I, what I didn't realize when you start a small business, it's a lot of work. I would say the first year is just, I don't know. I didn't, there were so many things that I didn't think about before starting it that came up. And, you know, like I said, it is a roller coaster, but the support of my family and has been astronomical. It's been great. So, um, but yeah, so it, it is a lot, but being scheduled and just knowing priorities and knowing what you can and can't do. Um, sometimes you're just like, I can't, I can't do that. So yeah, that was, that's how that kind of went. At what point did you really start to feel comfortable? Like you've got your processes down, you've kind of, you've got this schedule figured out, you're, you're making, uh, you're, you're prioritizing family time. You've got this all figured out. Like at what point did that come? Um, well, I really thought I had it down before COVID. <laughs> COVID just changes everything. That's just the curveball for and then, the world. Yes. And then COVID happened. Well, also side note, when COVID happened, butcher shops, um, uh, increased the kill dates increased for every other person because you know meat shortage and everybody went kind of crazy so I was only able to get in so many animals um, and so that kind of stressed me out with you know deliveries and being able to v- provide to people but um, I think within and this is a hundred percent honesty I think within the last three months I have been comfortable with um, you know, my delivering and the meat that we have. And because it's been hard because we're only processing, you know, three a month and I need five. So it's, it's been very hard for me to determine, okay, so I've got my list of grocery stores and restaurants. They're probably going to need this, but if they don't, I need to push it retail. So I have, my selling is kind of a jigsaw because I never want to short my wholesale, you know, and then you also have your retail. So where do you find that fine line of what do I sell online? What do I not? How much do I put in inventory? Well, this person might need 50 steaks, you know. So that's been kind of hard. But since COVID, with not being able to process as many but um, animals. But I would say within the last three months, I have actually felt 100% comfortable with um, with, a, with it, which is kind of crazy. But um, COVID really did not help. So... <laughs> It hasn't helped anyone. No. I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> only like Zoom. That's the only person that COVID helped. Um, so this is, a re- this is a restaurant podcast. I want to talk about yeah. restaurants. You, you, you mentioned Block 16. I know um, you've worked with a couple other Omaha restaurants. Dante is certainly one. Um, I know you guys worked with uh, Monarch Prime before that mm-hmm. closed, and that they're still potentially working on opening that back up. I'm not sure what the status of that is. But regardless... I, I just, I love the way that, you know, you talked about how you introduced yourself to restaurants downtown because I've had, you know, chefs tell me about these people who will just 
they'll just come in off the street and they'll have this new, you know, this new eggplant or something. I'll be like, you have to try this. It's so good. And then they try it and they're like, okay, I can put it in this and this and this. So kind of tell me what was the response in those initial conversations as you're just walking in the door were people very receptive to it? Were they just kind of like, what is this? Like we're in the middle of our prep. What's going on here? What, what were those conversations like? Um, all of the above on that. Um, first off, chefs are very, very busy. And I did not know that. Again, another learning curve. They are, they're very busy. And for you to walk in and try to present your product, that was one of the biggest obstacles I feel of, of that. But I, um, I, the first person I absolutely want to talk about with the restaurants is, uh, Drew Stats. He worked for Monarch and I actually, um, went on their website and I saw that they had bison and I'm like, well, they've got bison. I mean, I guarantee it's not coming from farm, a farm in Nebraska, locally raised. So I'm going to email him. So I found his email, um, on the website Um, and so I emailed him and I said, Hey, you know, this is Kendra Hudson. I mean, I had this full email. It took me all night to base, not all night, but it took me a while to type it up and for him to understand, you know, our, our product, but he emailed me back and this was the one and only chef that has ever absolutely done this. He emailed me back and he's like, yep, I'd like four rib loins and four short loins. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) Like you haven't even like tried Tried this. Like you haven't even tried this. You don't even like, I haven't even met you. I was just like, I called my husband and I called my dad and I'm like, you guys are not going to believe this. This chef wants loins. Like it was a big deal. It was such a big deal. And it still is. And you know that any, he got them. We, I had never, I had never told a butcher to like leave a bone in rib loin or a short loin. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't mess this up. And he wanted bone in and all that stuff. So, um, he was the very first chef that, I mean, he just, he's been so supportive, um, through this whole process. He honestly, number one supporter. I mean, I, I, he is such a good friend to me that for him to do that, um, but then, you know, you go to other restaurants and Block 16, this is really random, but my husband and I actually stayed at the Deco Hotel where the Monarch was and they were building that restaurant. And I remember sitting down there having a drink with my husband and the waitress was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a dry aging restaurant. You know, it wasn't done yet. They were just, you know, building it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that'll be cool. You know, they'll do. And she told me they're going to dry age meat for like 30 to 60 to 90 days. And I'm like, oh. I don't know about that, you know, whatever. (laughs) I've never heard of that. And then we're like, well, we're going to go for lunch. Where, where do you recommend? I mean, we're from, we're two hours. I live two hours West of Omaha. So for us to go to Omaha is kind of a big deal. Right. Well, that's kind of, we've come here like three times and just stayed in a hotel and for a vacation, you know, go out to eat. It's, it's special to us. So I went to block 16 or we, we went to block 16 and eight. I'm like, this place is so awesome. The line was like out the door. I felt, you know, it was so cool. So that was the next place I went because I loved block 16. You know, I said, you guys are awesome. I love your food. I mean, that's kind of how I cook at home a little bit. And I said, is there any way you'd like to try our product? And 
Paul was like, yeah, that's, yeah, we'll, we'll do a special, you know, we'll try this. And, um, Ron, he, he got back to me too. And it took a little bit, but I called and, you know, did all my phone calls and, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been fun to contact them and call them. And I just, I maybe, maybe that's old fashioned, but I, I feel like I need to talk to them face to face and I need to call. And, you know, sometimes you hear back and honestly, more than, more than you hear back, you don't hear back. Like they're just busy and you just have to find that line of like, okay, well, they're not interested. And when you get an account, like when they say yes, like that feeling is just great. Um, Dante, well now Chef Drew works at Dante and um, Nick there has, he's loved our product and he's been so supportive with us. And that's been, that's been really good. Um, one of the, uh, guys that works at Dante, he actually, before Drew started working there, he actually told Nick about us, like with bison. And they're like, well, we used to get bison from this gal, you know, central Nebraska Buffalo at Monarch. You should really try this bison here. So we actually were in, we got, we started sending me to Dante before Drew was there. And now that Drew's there, he's just, he's been great with, you know, cooking it there and all that stuff. So yeah, the restaurant, uh, the restaurant, vibe has been good and I enjoy, I, I love cooking. So I enjoy watching what they do with it. And it's also good for us. It's, it's, I do it. I do a lot with social media posting and, but I'm only one person, but you put bison on a menu in a restaurant and you say, you know, from central Nebraska, Buffalo, you know, more people are going to see that probably with going out to eat like you. I mean, you wouldn't have known about us probably, unless you went to Dante and eight or, you know, or if they posted about us. So like getting our name out has been, I mean, I'm, I do as much as I can social media wise, but you can only reach so many people, but being in restaurants and grocery stores, like at just good meat, um, on 84th street, Sean there, he has supported us. I called him cause we were at the farmer's market in Omaha and they're like, well, where can I get this? So I called up um, our friend, Nate Leonard. He lives in Omaha. And I said, so if you were going to like buy a steak, where would you go? And he's like, oh yeah, just good meat. And I'm like, okay, I'll call him up. So I called him and he said, yeah, send me pricing. And so we've been providing him ever since then. So I just, I don't know. It's just nice to, sorry, I feel like I've been talking forever, but I just, it's just nice to know, like, it's nice for people to support you and know what you're doing is, you know it's a positive thing. So, well, I think it's really cool to kind of see, you know, that, that ball start rolling a little bit where I think, you know, Drew tries it at Monarch and then he gets excited about it. And that, but that gives legitimacy, you know, to it. And then block 16 uses it in a product mm-hmm. and that now Dante's using it. And I think, you know, more and more restaurants will start to see that and they'll be like, okay, if these heavy hitters in Omaha, like these are some of the best restaurants around, if they're trusting it, we can have that on our menu. We can trust that too. And I think that's yes. important. And I love that you brought up Nick Strawhecker because <laughs> actually I had him on the podcast probably about a month and a half, two months ago now. And he was telling me about bison. And he said until really until like, I want to say a couple months ago or something, he thought it was overrated. Like he didn't really care about bison. And then he said he had a friend who actually hunted bison and said, I got to send you these short ribs. Like they're the best. And Nick tried it hesitantly. And he said it was one of the best proteins he ever ate. I quote, 
delicious. It was in that inflection that he said it. He said it was absolutely amazing, and now obviously it's featured on the menu. So is there like, is it amazing to you that even like among this group of people, these chefs that have traveled the country, that have traveled the world, that are, you know, up for like awards, they're still being introduced to this product and still understanding bison like, does, does that kind of amaze you sometimes? Yes. Yeah, it does. And it amazes me what they do with it. I mean, what they can do with it. And, I mean, there's not a lot of bison on the menus. There's there's more beef than bison. Um, but uh, it amazes me how much – I mean, I know it's good. I, I've eaten it my whole life. But it what amazes me is how much they enjoy it. I love seeing others enjoy it and people in restaurants enjoy it and they love it. They try it and they love it. Just like how Nick, you know, his friend said, Hey, I have some bison short ribs and yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll try them, you know, but it is, it's so good. Your eyes and get opened. Yes. It's so good for you too. Yeah. It's, that is fun to see. That's and. Drew's always very good. He, I just delivered today, and he goes, I'll send you a, a picture of what we're doing tonight with it. You know, I love that. I I absolutely love that. So, uh, I hate to put you on the spot with this, but, like, what's what are some of your favorite things that you've seen chefs do with it where you're just like, wow, I wouldn't have even thought of that? Um, Hands down, Chef Drew did a bison tartare um, with it at Monarch Prime. And I didn't know what a tartar was. He actually <laughs> sent me a picture of it and he took one of our bones, um, a canoe cut bone, like a femur bone. It was cut in half. So he took the, he took the um, marrow out of it, probably, you know, did something with it. And so then what he did is he roasted that bone and then he put the tartar in it. And that I crave that tartar. Like he's, like I said, he sent me a picture of it and I'm like, Oh, that's raw. I didn't even, you know, I didn't know. I'm, uh-huh. I didn't know what that was. And I, he sent me that and I'm like, oh, I don't think anybody's going to like raw, you know. But he, he invited us for um, uh, a course, like a so many course meal at Monarch. Tasting and, menu, yeah. Yeah, tasting menu. There you go. He served that to me and I'm like, oh, that is literally one of the best things I've ever had. And it was so good. So, by far, that's been the the most best thing that I've had with it. Um, the tri-tip, uh, Drew's doing great things with that. We had a tasting menu at Dante. He did the tri-tip, and that was so good. Um, but there's so many things. The short ribs, um, they're doing great things with that at Dante. Um, Block 16, they did a patty bison melt, and I – I didn't get to try it, obviously, but um, looked great. Like, I can guarantee it's good. If it's in Block 16's <laughs> hands, yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, and they, they love it there. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's so fun to see other people enjoying it. Like, I know I enjoy it, but to see others making it, to see others happy with it and them it making them happy, it's that's that's what it's all about. I love that you mentioned tartar because I feel like <laughs> that's something that – the first time you have it, it's a tough mental hurdle to kind of get over because it's like we've been told our whole lives, don't eat raw meat, don't eat raw meat, don't eat raw meat. And all of a sudden, raw meat is presented to you, and it's just like, is this safe? I'm not <laughs> supposed to eat this. But then you eat it, and I just think that because it's so 
simply prepared and it's just kind of laid bare in front of you, that really allows the quality of the product to really shine and come forward. It's not covered up by any cooking tech. Well, there's some cooking techniques to go into. I shouldn't say any, but it it is probably the most pure form. And now I really, really want to have some bison tartare (laughs) because that sounds amazing. Um, Moving off of restaurants quickly, I want to hit on something else that I think is very important to your business. And I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier, and that's getting involved with student athletic departments and selling to them as well, kind of going uh, through the training table and helping athletes eat healthier. Can you kind of tell me about the relationships that you've formed with uh, different universities throughout the state? Yeah, so our first university that we provided for was um, the Huskers, uh, University of Nebraska. Um, Again, I did it old school. I searched on Twitter and I found Dave Ellis. It, he was the director of performance nutrition and sent him a long email saying what we were doing. Um, and he emailed me back within like a couple hours. And it was a Friday night and we were going to uh, our farmer's market that Saturday. And he said, I'll meet you downtown. Um, I'll meet you downtown with Chef Mike, our head chef here. And we'll um, talk to you about our product. I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously? (laughs) Like he just emailed me back and I, again, told Jason was freaking out and was freaking out to my dad, but they, um, they tried it and he took us actually to the university and down by the stadium and took us down there to the training table. And I brought him every cut of meat I had, you know, and said, here's some jerky, you know, and, um, and they loved it. They loved it. And, um, they still, to this day, are getting meat from us. And then it was before COVID, I sat down and I'm like, you know what? I think I, I was comfortable with shipping. Um, and I said, I we could provide to more universities. We can do this. You know, I could ship it. You know, we can look into other options. So I sat down and I, again, Googled and searched up all these names of universities and directors of performance nutrition. So then um, Rachel from Iowa State uh emailed me back and she had actually worked it at the Huskers training table and with Dave and Mike and all them there. And she was so excited. She wanted us, she wanted, um, our jerky because they didn't have a training table, but what they did have is they have caterers come in and cater to their athletes. So, um, Justine and uh, Heath Johnson, they actually do the catering. So she got me in communication with them. And so they, get the bison from us and they, um, they feed their athletes. And there's a couple athletes that requested bison burgers before the game. Like that's what they wanted. And that's what they wanted to eat. They, they loved it. And I don't, I don't know if they used it before. I don't think they did, but the athletes, the football athletes absolutely loved it. So that's been a lot of fun too. Like, again, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of You know, like I said, I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but I will email and call and just take the time to do that. So that's been a lot of fun seeing what they do with that. And then, you know, seeing the athletes love it. I mean, there are hundreds of, you know, young athletes and just to see them like it too is is really, really cool. Okay. I need you to take me back to the first time when you got that story. I don't know if it was a call or an email or a conversation or whatever it was when you heard that athletes were actually requesting your product (laughs) over ground beef or over whatever else they would eat pregame. Like, 
What were those emotions like? Um, I I got a text from Justine at Iowa State, and because I was so worried because they they wanted to try it, you know, they wanted to try it out, and I think I told Jace like. 14 times. I'm like, oh, what if they don't like it? What if they don't like it? And he just looked at me and he's like, Kendra, seriously, what can't you not like about this? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, just questioning myself. And she messaged me, you know, the first time they cooked it and they, they did it on a burger night. They absolutely loved it. She sent me pictures, which I love. Again, I love seeing, you know, pictures and what they do with it. But then the next time they got it, they said, the athletes were requesting it. And I believe she messaged me that and I screenshotted it and, you know, sent it to Jason dad. But the feeling of that is it's so, you know, again, I say it's a roller coaster, but you're just at the highest point because you know, people are liking it. And, and on a business standpoint, you know, they're going to buy more, you know, and that's, it's, that was, it's such an amazing feeling. So it's, it's a successful feeling and you feel like your hard work has been, you know, rewarded. And so, yeah, it's a really good feeling. I, I love that you, you know, you keep mentioning, you know, in these, these moments of victory that you have, like your first response is you want to share that with someone else in the family, whether it's Jace or your dad or, or anyone. And I think family is such an important part of central Nebraska, Buffalo. Can you kind of tell me how rewarding it is to see this thing succeed, not only just because it's a business, but because it is such a deep and important part of your family's history? Yeah, um, family's very important to me. Um, family's number one. Um, I do have a very supportive family, which is which is really great. But to have my dad tell me, okay, this is how many bison, you know, we're going to go through this year, let's try to do this, and for him to see him so happy when I call him about that stuff. And sometimes he'll call me and be like, did you hear back from this person? No, not yet, dad. And then to call him and say, oh my gosh, guess what? Like we're serving bison to Husker athletes. Seriously. Like that's so cool. And he shares that joy and Jace shares that joy. And for Jace to see, my hard work, because he has been, I mean, he knows 100% how much work I've put into this and, you know, how much heart goes into it. Like I'm, sometimes I'm kind of hard on myself when, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that don't get back to you. And, you know, you take the time and you put your heart and soul into it and, you know, you just don't hear back, which that's, I think that's with everything, you know. Um, But it's, they're really happy to see me succeed and just, a family business. You know, my brother, Corey, he works on the farm with dad. My brother-in-law, Dathan, he helps on the farm. Jace helps on the farm. My sister, Kelly, she helps me with packaging sometimes. She watches my kids. Um, my And even Jace's family, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, they help watch the kids when we need to go um, to a farmer's market or we need to, basically anything we need, we have that support. And to know that we are family-owned and operated and the bison that everybody's eating uh, within restaurants or they're getting from the grocery store or they're ordering online is 100% heart and soul of our family. And we're serving to, you know, athletes and we're shipping and people in Florida are enjoying our meat. That it's, it's just, it's really fun to see. And it's, um, it's surprising to me where we are, but I just feel like if you trust in God and trust in the process, you know, everything hopefully will work out. So that's, it's really important to me that we are 
100% family owned and operated. You mentioned, you know, some of the tough times, especially in the beginning, trying to figure out, you know, all your processes, how you were going to do this. And obviously COVID throws a whole new wrench into everything. Do you think you would have been able to keep this going if family weren't such an important part, like that you had that family backbone to kind of hold you up? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) There is no way that I could, no, there's no way that I could have, I could have done that. Um, I, I'm one person and a small business, you learn very quickly that it is hard. And in order to get through those times, I, I needed help and I still need help. Like, Hey dad, jerky is done at Wahoo and I need to ship out like a hundred packages uh, can you go get it like today? I just, I just texted him two Fridays ago and I'm like, Hey, Phil messaged me from Wahoo. Jerky's done. Can you go get it today? And he's like, yep, I'll leave here in a little bit. Like, and he changed his plans and he went and got it like to, to where, you know, just could meet to get his, could get their jerky. And it's, it's, it takes, it takes a, a village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not just me doing the work. It's, um, it's my family and the support from them. And I love, I love how you highlight that on social media. Like I follow a lot of suppliers, restaurants, entrepreneurs, what, what, what have you on, on Facebook, on Instagram and stuff. And for the most part, you see a lot of pictures of here's my product. Here's the special that we're offering tonight. Here's what the restaurant looks like. Here's, oh, here's some cows, you know, ranging in a field. (laughs) Look how happy they look. You have some of those posts as well, but you also have a lot of posts that are family oriented, whether it's you and your family, you know, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas or you're showing, you know, um, some of your family members, maybe it's your kids like, you know, touching the bison or like interacting with them and stuff. And I think that gives your brand such a human presence that I think is just so welcome in that like, I hadn't met you before today, and yet somehow I kind of felt like I I knew a lot about you because I'd gotten a chance, you know, to learn more about not just this brand, but the people behind it. Was that intentional in your marketing strategy, or is that just kind of who you are and you just express that through the social accounts? Um, I think that's just the person who I am. Again, family is so important to me, and when you're like in our family business, like I said, we're family owned and operated. Not when you buy meat from us, you're not just supporting me, Jace and my two children. You are supporting my father and you're supporting my brother. You're supporting my brother-in-law and my sister. Um, You're supporting all of them because they're part of the process, you know? And I know I keep saying families so much to me, but your, I want people to see that our customers are, I mean, they're everything. They are everything when it comes to a business and for them to see the heart and soul and how many people are that just go into it and behind the scenes, I feel like that's, that's something that they need to know, you know, and to know that we are very dedicated to keeping it family owned and operated and, you know, doing the specific things that we do to make it farm literally to your table. And there's a lot of work that goes into that. And like I said, again, it's not just me. And yeah, so I feel like that's just me 
because, you know, I love my family. So, Uh (laughs) and they need to keep helping me. So no, I'm just kidding. But no, they, um, yeah, no, that's just, that's just me. So. Well, it's been really fun to watch. It's been really fun to, to hear your story. Um, I've taken quite a bit of your time today. I need to let you get back to Horteville, (laughs) Nebraska, but I have to ask you one last thing before we get out of here. And that's just how fun has it been for you to see just the education of bison and watch just like this knowledge of it grow? This is something that you have been aware of your whole life and you've enjoyed eating it. And now that you are seeing other people, whether it's at the farmer's market or it's athletes at the training table or it's some of the best chefs in Omaha starting to rave about it and featuring it on their menus, how rewarding and fun is that for you to be the one who kind of like brings this thing into the world it i didn't think i would get as much joy out of it as i do just even you asking the question like i'm just ear to ear with a smile like it is just so fun it's it's so fun i i'm a people person i talk a lot um i love the relationships that i've built the friendships um that i've built with this it it has brought me more joy and side note more stress (laughs) sometimes um more joy than what i could have ever imagined i i mean supporting my family um you know learning hard work learning that you know there's there's more that you can do and the the work that goes into it like to know that i can do that and my family can do that and it's i don't know there's so many aspects to it it's not just you know them buying the meat and selling the meat it's the hard work that you're putting into it is being appreciated and being seen and so i i don't know it's it's crazy but i the joy is I I can't even describe it to tell you the truth. So (laughs) that's fantastic. And I can confirm we're wearing masks right now, but even (laughs) underneath the mask, I can see the smile from face or from, uh, from ear to ear. And it's, it's, um, very fun to see, uh, last thing. And a good podcast host would have teed this up way earlier, but I'm, I have to mention it right now. Anyway, if people want to get their hands on central Nebraska, Buffalo products, how can they do that? Well, there's, a lot of ways you can do it. You can um, go to our website, which is www.cnbuffalo.com. We have boxes there. Like you were saying, we have individual cuts. We have um, jerky. Um, you can support us uh, going to the restaurants, you know, Dante's and going to Just Good Meat in Omaha. Um, when Block 16, you know, has the specials, uh, you can message me. Uh, you can email me. Uh, there's there's a lot of ways, but um, the website or messaging me and email me and supporting me just through Omaha would be would be the best the best way. And I would highly encourage any listeners to follow um, Central Nebraska Buffalo on Instagram and Facebook as well. Lots of good content on there. Just one quick note to end the episode. I wanted to add that you can also get Central Nebraska Buffalo products at Plum Creek Farms Countryside Market in waterloo nebraska kendra thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today this was a lot of fun oh thanks dan and omaha as always thanks for eating with us a hood at media production